Hello and welcome to 9 to 5 Fitness, a podcast about how to incorporate a healthy lifestyle into a 9 to 5 work week. Presented by Sunny Health and Fitness, and this episode is brought to you by the number 059 Twister Stepper with Handlebar. I'm your host, resident fitness expert Matt. And I'm Sunny Trainer Sydney. And today we are going to be going over a very important topic that is important because it's very popular right now, and that is the effectiveness of working out using digital instructors, workout videos, they're all over the place. You've probably seen them, you know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, they're all over the place. And it seems like everybody's making them. And sometimes you don't know whether or not they're from people that are professionally certified trainers or if they're just, you know, some housewife down the street teaching a video <laughs> or some guy in his garage. And you have no idea who they are, but you see their video and you think it's cool and you're like, wow, maybe this would be good for me. So we're going to touch on the effectiveness of digital workouts on, you know, are they things that you can, should consider trying? Is it better than going to a gym? Is it better than hiring a personal trainer? Do they work at all? What's the differences? Which one should I do? All that good stuff. So in general... Sydney, since we're talking about workout videos, and yeah. you've made some, and I've made some. I have. What do you What do you think about these pieces of content that we're using? I love them. I think they're great, and I I mean, I use them myself. I use other people's workout videos all the time. Like, yeah, I'm a certified personal trainer. I know what I'm doing, but at the same time, I think it is really awesome to have something there that I can just click to start. I don't have to think about it. Granted, if they're not giving the best advice, of course, I adjust and, you know, follow my own advice. But it's super easy and convenient. I love working out at home. I think it's a great resource. Yeah, I agree. And uh, more specifically with um, what you stated about, you know, who's presenting the information? Is it accurate? And, you know, we have the, the knowledge and the experience and the background to be able to figure out those things pretty quickly. You know, yeah. we can tell whether or not somebody knows what they're what they're talking about or the instruction that they're giving if it's an appropriate uh, way to present a movement or a workout so it's easy for us but for those of you that aren't fitness professionals and you just want to start working out you know it's convenient you have equipment at home and you want to you want to get a good workout um, and it's something that you realistically think you can accomplish on a regular basis yes I agree digital workout videos are incredibly helpful as long as they're well made and they're presenting quality information that's appropriate for your goals. And that's kind of the first thing I wanted to touch on is when you're checking out all of these types of workouts, because there's millions of them mm -hmm. everywhere, um, you want to make sure that it's an appropriate workout video for the goal that you're trying to achieve. So whether you want to gain strength, you want to increase your cardiovascular performance, you want to lose weight, get more flexible, just want to you know give your health a boost if you want to increase your performance on a specific lift or maybe a specific um, type of movement you're going to want to make sure that the workout you're choosing fits your goal so that's kind of the first one that you want to focus on because you know if you're trying to train for a marathon and you know you pop on a video and it's you know an hour of power lifting well yeah that might help you get stronger so you become a better runner but it's not necessarily going to get your legs in the conditioning uh, that you want to be able to complete a long endurance run. Not to say that powerlifting isn't helpful, because it is, and it will help runners, <laughs> but uh, the workouts have to be appropriate to the goal you're trying to achieve. 
Absolutely. I think that's really important. And on another note, like even your fitness level is so important and comes into play in what type of video that you should be choosing. Like there is such a wide variety out there. And so it's kind of good to, you know, do your research and find someone who, you know, kind of is producing content that's within your fitness level. It fits within your goals, of course. Um, and you know, it's really focused on what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, the, the next thing is after you've kind of selected, okay, I've got this great workout, you know, I'm trying to lose weight, so I want to participate in more cardiovascular workouts, or maybe, you know, I want to gain a little bit of muscle and burn some calories as well, so maybe I'll do some resistance circuit training. Um, so you've got that nailed down. Okay, well, then does the equipment really matter? Um, and this may or may not, it just kind of depends. Um, you know, if you've got some dumbbells or a kettlebell and you're performing a workout online via YouTube or, you know, through your favorite app, generally speaking, if you have a dumbbell or a kettlebell, you could probably perform those workouts pretty easily. Um, but if you've got an exercise bike and the workouts that you want to do or the app that you're trying to use uh, doesn't necessarily have an exercise bike for you to use. Well, it doesn't matter how good the workouts are. You can't really perform it if you don't have the right equipment. Um, so make sure that wherever you're trying to go, if you have, you know, and then it, even if it's a YouTube channel, if you're trying to pick, you know, a YouTube channel that has workouts on it and you've got an exercise bike and maybe they have, you know, one or two workouts, um, that's great, but it's not going to be a comprehensive program. So if they have, you know, more rowing workouts or more, uh, treadmill workouts and you've got a bike, well, that's probably not going to be a good enough resource for you to continue to progress with your, uh, with your goals. So just making sure that whatever equipment you do have, wherever you're looking, uh, make sure that there's a large variety of workouts provided with your specific type of equipment. Right. I think too, like kind of going back to your goal, like as you start working out more and understanding what you like, um, if there's a piece of equipment that's kind of, you don't have it and it's holding you back in your fitness journey and it's something that you think would really open up your fitness journey and make it more successful. I think that's one of those things where you need to make the call if you're willing to invest in a piece of fitness equipment. I think I've gone through a lot of stages in my life where I'm like, you know what? I can't afford this right now. So I totally get that. But you know, if you're willing to make an investment, it can really change, you know, the success that you're seeing in your fitness program. So oh, ready yeah. to take that next step. Oh, definitely yeah. give that a thought. It's definitely convenient. And especially if, it's on a, if you know it's a piece of equipment that you enjoy using, odds are you're probably going to hop on it more often than you're going to make it to the gym. Um, so it is a great option. All right, so let's talk about where your workouts are coming from, how you're gonna get them, where's the best place to look. Obviously, we've mentioned that there's a lot of different places you can look for workouts. Um, if it's an app, if you're viewing it on your phone, if you're viewing it on your TV or your tablet, maybe it's a live stream workout, maybe it's pre-recorded and you're downloading it. Um, you know, what kind of trainer is it? What kind of coaching are they providing? Um, so, you know, let's let's talk about what what is the best way to receive instruction on how you should work out. Obviously, we're going to tell you that you should go hire a personal trainer because that's going to be the best. Obviously, we know that's not feasible for a lot of people. So what's the next best thing? Looking for a qualified, certified personal trainer or fitness professional that can give you the same type of instruction. They're just not going to have the hands-on. 
um, coaching provided because it's digital. So, but you still want to look for those qualified individuals like Sydney and myself. We both have professional certifications. We're both personal trainers. We both have lots of experience. Um, so that you know you're going to get good quality information if you're watching one of our workout mm -hmm. videos. So the same thing goes for any other you know content that you find. Make sure that it's coming from a qualified, certified, uh, professional um, trainer. Um, after that, then it's just preference. So we know that people have their phones on them all the time. Uh, maybe you have your tablet. If you're at home, maybe you're streaming a workout through your TV. Um, so what's the best source to make sure that you can follow along with a workout effectively? Um, in my opinion, it kind of depends on what you're doing. Um, so let's say, for example, you want to do an exercise bike ride. Well we all know that you're probably going to be on the bike for most of the workout. Um, so you don't necessarily need to have a huge view of what's going on unless there's a lot of transitional position changes within the workout. If somebody's just on a bike, you can probably put your phone, you know, on your, on your uh, device holder on your bike and be able to follow along pretty effectively. Now, if you've got, you know, you're watching a group fitness class and there's a lot of movement going on and there's many people in this shot, and you can't really focus on the trainer that well if you're looking at a small screen or maybe the phone's far away from you and you have to perform a lot of big diverse movements well you're going to want to have that workout on a bigger screen just so you can follow along with it um, so it kind of depends on what the workout is and the most important factor for me is making sure that you are aware visually of what's going on on the screen so if you're somebody that needs a larger screen because you know you can't really focus that well with something that's small um, then make sure that you have that that option whether or not it's a larger tablet maybe it's your computer or maybe it's your TV having a way to project that workout on your television screen as well so um, it kind of comes down to you know what what you need and what you need to follow along with because a lot of workouts are difficult to follow along with if you can't visually see everything the next thing that you want to make sure that you're aware of is um, whether or not you should join say a live stream there's a lot of uh, a lot of apps, a lot of services will have live workouts, which you will need to join at a specific time in order to be able to participate in that workout live, um, which is great. But at the same time, it may be harder to schedule in those workouts. So the good thing is, if you're doing a live stream workout, odds are they're probably going to record that workout, and you'll probably be able to find it later. So that's not a big deal. Just remember if. You're trying to do a special live stream workout it might be a little bit more difficult to fit into your schedule um, after that let's move on to visually how the workout looks and how that's going to affect the way that you can participate um, in that workout so for us we're very concerned about any workout video that's hard to follow where you can't visually see what the instructor is doing um, and when we're talking about what they're doing, we're basically talking about exercise form. So you want to be able to see uh, in a clear view of what you're actually supposed to be doing. If that's difficult at all, if it's hard to follow, uh, it's just going to be a less effective workout. So the easier that form and function of specific movements is presented to you um, in a larger picture possible, that's going to be better for you to be able to follow that along. Um, so you can make sure that you're checking in on what your, look, your form looks like uh, so you can follow that along effectively. The next thing is high movement. So what I, what I mean by high movement is, you know, a lot of times people like doing those hit workouts and they like jumping around and, 
you know, running from here to there, and maybe there's different angle changes and the shot changes all the time throughout the video. Uh, you might know what the workout is supposed to be, but it's going to be incredibly difficult for you to follow along. Uh, these are really popular because the videos look awesome. <laughs> they're produced. Yeah, they they're do. produced well. Uh, you know, there's multiple shots. You get one trainer here, one trainer there, and then you see, you know, the background of all the people like struggling through it. And then <laughs> maybe there'll be a little moment where the trainers like coach in, and they'll go back to the front, and then they'll switch, you know, the exercises, and they'll transition through their times. There's just a lot going on. Um, but again, the videos look great, and people watch them because they're like, "Wow, this." is this is a great experience. I want to do this workout, but it might not be the best one to follow along with. Um, and that's just because it's hard to follow when there's a lot of angle changes and when there's a lot of variety of movement. So if you can find a workout that has a little bit more still shots, angle changes are okay. You want to see different perspectives in terms of how to check form. You can't see all angles of body movement from one view. So um, having different views of the body as people participate in the movements is a good thing to have, but too much can be um, a detriment if you're really trying to focus and follow along with the workout. Uh, the next thing in terms of what you're seeing with your workouts is um, the data, the workout variables, because um, there's a lot of information. People like to track their speed. They like to track their distance. They like to track their heart rate, maybe their power output. They like to count their reps. You know, they like to know how much time is left. So there's a lot of different variables that you can track. And depending on how somebody produces the workout, they could have all those variables. They could have one of them. They could have no workout variables. So just mm -hmm. whether or not that makes a workout better, it just depends on your preference. Um, and from coming from a group exercise um, you know, standpoint, you know, I've taught group fitness classes. And when you're teaching a group fitness class, there's no, there's no data being presented in general. You may have like a time function. You may be able to ca uh, count reps, but usually it's not presented anywhere on a screen. Now, uh, that's becoming more popular because technology has, um, you know, let group fitness instructors be able to display more information. So you may find certain facilities are able to transmit heart rate and intensities and time on a screen. But generally speaking, you're following along with the instructor and you want to make sure that you are doing things appropriate as the instructor is doing it. Um, so that's still the most effective way to follow along with any workout. It's just making sure that you're able to focus on what the instructor is doing. Now, if there's a lot of data and a lot of workout variables surrounding your screen, uh, it's going to be hard to focus on what the instructor is doing. So if you know if you get distracted, maybe you're watching the time clock, you're like, okay, there's only like one minute left. And so you're just counting down the seconds but you're not really paying attention to what the instructor's doing, or maybe you're focusing on your heart rate when the instructor's trying to get you to focus on your body positioning and your form, then that, those variables, which are valuable, might be a little bit more of a hindrance compared to if you're just watching the instructor and listening to what they have to say. So those are kind of big uh, things you wanna look out for in terms of the visual. Um, what's on the screen because that can have an effect whether you whether you know it or not um, you know it may, it may affect you a lot it may affect you a little um, but it's just something you want to look out for because not everybody makes a workout that has you know 50 different variables on the screen uh, you may just you may just need somebody that's a good instructor that's easy to follow so you can yeah. pay attention and have a good workout yeah I totally agree I I mean I've seen both sides like I've used a lot of fitness technology in my own workouts and 
I've seen it over the years, you know, be a hindrance when things disconnect or maybe I'm too distracted, like trying to get my heart rate to be in the right place rather than just focusing on the workout, which, you know, back when I was training for track in high school, we didn't really have all of that technology. We just focused on working hard and our form and all of that, which that should be the core of your workout. And that's the most important part. And technology can be great. Like, I think that you can use it and it can help you a lot, but it shouldn't be distracting from the actual work that you put into your workout, Um, which is one of the reasons why I pay a little less attention to it now and I'll check my stats at the end of the workout rather than, you know, focusing in on those things when I should be pushing myself up a hill or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, again, and it depends. Like, if you're trying to do a cardiovascular workout that, you know, your heart rate needs to be at a specific percentage, of your maximum heart rate and you're checking your your pulse rate like that's all fine but that's what you're supposed to be checking um, yeah you know if absolutely. that if that information is not really something you should be focusing on but it's there well then it's going to be a detriment to what you're really supposed to be fo- focusing on which is maybe the tempo of your reps or you know the transitioning between two exercises rather than okay well i guess 10 seconds left i'm gonna count down the seconds <laughs> Come on, hurry yeah. up, you know, so. And it totally depends on the style of the workout, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got one more thing we want to talk about, and that's kind of the audio that's involved with a workout. Um, this is incredibly important because we all know that music is motivating. Um, and if we hear music that we don't like, we're probably not going to enjoy that experience as much. <laughs> it might be the best workout ever, but if the music is terrible, then we probably aren't going to want to be there. Um, so that's one important thing as well. Now, should it be important or that important? Mm, probably not. You should be able to just go through the workout, say, okay, well, this isn't my favorite mu- music, but I know I'm going to get a great workout right now. So it, it shouldn't matter as much as it might to some people, but we understand it is a factor and music can be very motivating. Um, so just take that into consideration whenever you're choosing a specific type of workout plan because music choice depends. It varies. People have extreme differences in terms of their preference. Um, so you just kind of have to figure out like what's available. You know, do I like this workout? Is the music good enough? Okay, it's fine. All right, I know I'm going to get a good workout, so I'm just going to stick through it, (laughs) even though this isn't my favorite music. Um, The next thing is volume. Uh, That's that's really simple. You just want to make sure that you can clearly hear what the instructor is trying to present to you, because if that's muffled at all, or it's not clear, maybe the music's just way too loud, um, it's going to be distracting. And number one, you're not going to be able to perform the workout effectively if you can't hear what you're supposed to be trying to do. Um, so just make sure that you know the volume, specifically in the voice instruction, is good because that's going to be incredibly important to uh, making sure that you're performing the exercise well. The next thing is just communication in general. Um, coaching is great, but over communication and over coaching can be <laughs> a little bit detrimental. So yeah. Um, so true. I've heard a few that are the worst. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, they're like yelling at me right now. Like, I just wanted the workout. <laughs> yeah, so appropriate amount of motivational coaching. Because you got over motivation, yelling and screaming. Maybe there's some expletives thrown in there. 
Uh, and you know they're just Good. doing it for show, or they're just trying to you know provide some extra motivation to yeah. maybe that one person that enjoys that. Uh, but most people don't. They don't really feed off of that too much, especially if it's negative. Um, and the next thing is you want to give people a chance to kind of focus on what they're doing without thinking, oh, he hasn't stopped. He or she hasn't stopped talking for 30 minutes. I can't really focus on what I'm trying to do because I'm trying to listen and figure out, oh, are they trying to tell me something? Should I be listening to them right now? Are they just, you know, using their coach talk? Like, what's what's actually, what do I need to focus on? So it might be difficult if that conversation, if that coaching and instruction doesn't talk, or I'm sorry, doesn't stop. Um, in the group fitness, it's oftentimes we're referring, referring to that as kind of letting the class breathe a little bit, like let them just kind of settle in and, and focus on what they should be focusing on and then come back and say, okay, now we need to shift our focus. We're going to transition into this. Here we go. This is how you're going to do it. Ready, set, go. And then let, it, let them go. Like let them get after it. Um, so keep track of that too because it, it may not be something that you notice um, you know, if you're new to watching videos online, uh, but at some point, you know, if somebody's talking too much and they're over instructing and, you know, they just have you know, a tone that's, that's not great, um, eventually you'll, you'll definitely start to notice it. Um, all right, cool. So that's all of the variables that we wanted to talk about and just kind of discuss a little bit with you about how to, you know, put yourself in a position where you can enjoy um, digital workouts. Um, the last thing we want to talk about is basically our general recommendations, kind of what of our what are our big three in terms of, you know, if I choose a workout video, what should I be looking for? Um, so I wrote down three things, and these are just based off of what I think are the most effective. So you can throw in, you know, some other things that you think might be the most effective as well. So for our recommendations, if you're going to choose a workout video that's online, um, make sure number one that the instruction is extremely clear. So you need to know what you should be doing, what you should be focusing on. If anything changes, you should be able to tell easily. There shouldn't be any question about what the expectations are on the workout and what um, is coming next as well. Um, if it's a follow-along workout and the instructor wants you to make sure that you're just doing exactly what they're doing, there should be some time for you to settle in, absorb the information, and be able to start within a reasonable amount of time, not just quick, you know, one sec second transitions, you know, and just try to keep up, figure it out. <laughs> um, the next thing is steady visuals. So like I was saying before is not a lot of jumping around on the screen, not a lot of, you know, shot changes, angle changes, zoom in, zoom outs, wide shots, you know, close shots, jump here, jump there. It should be pretty steady. So the steadier, the better. It's easier for you to focus on. Yes, it's not going to be as flashy from in terms of production quality for the video, but it's going to be easier for you to follow so you can get a most effective workout. And then for me, the last one is you got to make sure that the music is, is somewhat enjoyable. <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah, such true. a big thing. If the music is awful, you're just not going to want to do the workout. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So those I are, think yeah, for ahead. me, like I just one other ones, I think the ones that you put on the list are really great, but like expanding on the clear instruction one just a little bit. I think for me, like one of the things I love that a, a lot of online videos do, um, only some of them do it well, is, you know, give those little informational form tidbits, like as you're working out, because 
I've noticed, you know, just working out myself that as my body gets tired throughout doing a movement, you know, my form starts to break. It's just natural, you know, a human part of working out. Our bodies get tired. So I feel like having those cues, especially if you're a person who is not a certified personal trainer and you can't give yourself those cues on your own, I think those are really helpful because they're going to help you keep better form throughout your whole workout. So, yeah, I agree. And if you want to experience some good workouts that, you know, when we take our own advice (laughs) and creating these workouts, because we are creating workouts for you. So um, check in with our uh, YouTube channel. We regularly post workout videos. These are full length videos where you can follow along um, with, you know, your stepper, your um, exercise bike, your rower, your treadmill. um, And you can follow along with us and we give you, you know, good instruction. We give you nice you know, 15, 20, 25, 30 minute workouts. Um, and they're ready for you right there on our YouTube channel. So you can also find them on our website. You can also find them on Instagram and Facebook. And we're always pumping out more. So um, keep checking back. There's going to be a lot more to come. Yeah, go check them out. <laughs> they're pretty fun. Yeah. We've had fun making them. Yeah, so. they've been great. Then they're, they're, they're not easy either. They're... <laughs> They're tough. Yeah, you, know, you might catch us dying a little bit, you know, yeah, we're trying, working. To, we're working trying to on catch these. our breath so that we can still talk to you. <laughs> yeah, that way you know they're effective. You know, they're not just, you know, we're not just, you know, flying through them easily. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right, let's go ahead and wrap well, this episode up. See right. what's coming up next. So this episode is sponsored by the Sunny Health and Fitness Twister Stepper with Handlebar. The stepper works your lower body muscles with the support of a full-size handlebar so you can step confidently during each workout. We want to thank you for joining us at 9to5Fitness. Hope you enjoyed the show and learned something useful to help you on your journey to a healthy lifestyle. If you want to learn more about this topic and other useful fitness tips, check out our show notes or visit us at sunnyhealthfitness.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and TikTok. And make sure to come back next week for our special exercise 101 episode. Yeah, and check out the uh, Twist and Stepper in Action. Cool, cool workout on YouTube with that one. I like the sound of that. (laughs) Check it out. (laughs) See ya. Bye.